What's up? Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. I'm your host, Tani Levitt. I am a podcast producer and occasional host here at 24-7 Sports. And today I decided we're going to do something new on the show. I've got Jerry Meyer and Evan Daniels interviews ready for you. It's packaged very differently from what you're used to hearing. I'm very excited to share it with you. But first, before we get there, I want to thank you guys. Huge episode last week. I, I, I don't know where you guys came from. That was awesome. Really love to see that many listeners. I, I really hope those of you who took the time to listen subscribed wherever you got your podcasts. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. You name it. We're there. And we really hope you uh, give us a subscribe so that you know when we release the episodes, that's coming to you straight on your phone. And of course, if you're using Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate a five-star rating and review, especially if you wouldn't mind uh, giving a written one. Those guys really do make a difference for us on the Apple Podcast ratings and if you like the show and if you want to if you want to support us and, and make it possible for us to do uh, more ambitious stuff, uh, more regular stuff for you, obviously those Apple Podcast reviews are, are the place to do it. So, here's the gist of the episode. For those of you who don't know uh, much about me, uh, I produce podcasts, and that's why 24-7 Sports, they brought me in. Uh, I, I make things sound better. I, I help people with the recording process, make that easier. And they brought me in. It's not because I had been covering a team. I, I was some genius uh, scout. They brought me in for bank technical know-how, and, and it happens to be that I'm a huge uh, sports fan. I love football, but I especially love basketball, uh, which is why I'm hosting this show. And, you know, one of the things I was really looking forward to as I made my first step into the sports journalism world uh, was to attend events. And, and for those of you who are listening to the show back in March, I know there are a lot of you who have joined since. Uh, but for those of you who are uh, joined back in March, you know that uh, the SEC tournament was canceled while I was in the car on the way to the arena. Me and Jerry Meyer, we had gotten press passes, and I was all excited. It was going to be my first event where I was going not as a fan, but as a professional. I had the the um, the name badge. The, the, waiting for me, the press pass and everything. And I got a call from my boss as I was driving. I was like a half a mile away from the arena and it was canceled and that was taken away from me. And, and, and you know, obviously in the scope of things, you know, the SEC tournament being canceled and me not being able to attend small fry. Nonetheless, that was the thing that I was really excited about. And, and along with the SEC tournament, one thing that I had been looking forward to since the day I came to 24-7 Sports was Peach Jam. And for those of you who don't know, uh, I don't blame you, Peach Jam is an AAU basketball tournament. It is the culmination of Nike's AAU circuit. It happens every summer in around July in Augusta, Georgia, and every scout, every college coach is there because this as you'll hear from our experts later in the show, I mean, it's just the biggest thing. And, and as coronavirus swept across our nation and indeed the world, obviously they had to cancel the entire summer uh, AAU circuit, Nike, Adidas, all of them. But I was particularly bummed out that Peach Jam was canceled. And so today, as we get close to the dates, you know, right now we would be kind of in the run-up to Peach Jam. I thought it would be cool to ring up the phone with Evan Daniels, director of basketball recruiting for 24-7 Sports, uh, and Jerry Meyer, director of basketball scouting for 24-7 Sports, two guys who have been in the industry forever, who have been attending Peach Jam forever. And I wanted to hear from them kind of 
what is Peach Jam? Why is it special? And what are we missing without Peach Jam this year? Because I do want to give proper attention to this really cool event, one that I was looking forward to. And since I can't attend, I wanted to take the time on this show to learn about it. It's a really new format for us on this show. I hope you enjoy. If you want to give feedback, hit me up on Twitter at 247SportsCBBPod or at HateItOrLoveIt. Or if you want to be really ambitious, package any sort of comment in a five-star review and I promise you uh, we'll take it to heart. So without further ado, let's talk about Peach Jam. 20 years in the making. 20 years of tradition. 20 years of greatness. This is the 20th anniversary of the Nike Peach Jam. And this is the circuit. When I think about high school basketball, I think back to my varsity days, and the only thing I can picture is a sweaty, hot gym. And so comparing that to this glossy, well-produced introduction for the 2015 20th anniversary of Peach Jam, I, when I started this research, was just wildly surprised. And Jerry and Evan both had to explain to me that this is a really big deal, well-produced, well-oiled machine, big deal. Uh, it is a phenomenon. It's basically the national championship for the Nike-sponsored teams, which the Nike uh, circuit is by far considered you know, the best with the most talent. I've been going to Peach Jam since I got in this business, so uh, I, I would imagine it's, I think I've gone every year since I started doing this full time, so 13 years. It really has become the, the pinnacle of uh, AAU basketball. And, and part of that is because uh, Nike EYBL um, is, is such a big platform. Uh, Nike's done a tremendous job of building it into the best grass le- grassroots league in the country. Um, they consistently have um, the most top 100 players. And the Peach Jam is a culmination of Nike's EYBL league. And in case you thought those best players at the EYBL League, you know, were just high school kids, let me read off some names from people who've played in the Peach Jam over the years who have, you know, gone on to some bigger things. 1996, Elton Brand, Lamar Odom, Ron Artest. 2007, Kemba Walker. 2006, Derek Rose and Eric Gordon. And as recently as 2016, we had a team with Trey Young and Michael Porter Jr., both NBA lottery guys. So the point stands that if you really want to see elite college and NBA level talent before everybody knows who they are and before they've been on ESPN for weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, with the exception of guys like Zion who have huge social media followings, Peach Jam is the place to go. And Rick Meyer, the director of Parks and Recreation, which hosts this event, Peach Jam, in the city of Augusta, Georgia, he understands exactly what this means for the city and what this means for the fans who attend. I mean, the talent level here is incredible. It's, it's the biggest event in town. If you're in a large city, you know, I use Orlando as an example. When you're in Disney World, there's 50 to 100 different things going on. Here in North Augusta in the CSRA, this is the big deal. There's only one big deal this week in town, and this is it. Uh, you know, a lot of times these guys come through here, and, you know, they're, they're a high school kid, and he's named Kevin Durant. That didn't mean anything to anybody. 
Now, if you're a basketball fan, if you don't know who Kevin Durant is, your head's in the sand, you know. You know, to have the opportunity one week of the year to be in the national spotlight and to have all these future uh, college basketball stars and future NBA players, you know, walk through the doors and play here. It's funny, when the players get here, we don't really know who they are, but when they leave, we do, because they, they shine so brightly. You, you figure out who they are in a hurry. And it's funny that Rick Meyer brings up Kevin Durant because he's one of those guys who, even though he's no longer playing at Peach Jam, he's still coming and attending relatively frequently. And Jerry has a great story about Kevin Durant and another frequent guest at Peach Jam, Chris Paul. Um, Kevin Durant always comes. And it's just kind of interesting. Fans might find this kind of interesting. And it might resonate with how they might imagine these two players would be. But Kevin Durant comes. He, he always has a hoodie on. And he's kind of high and he's got three big bodyguards around him and he's got his head down and he sits down and if some, you know, and they always sit him down in the middle of the coaches, uh, that row of uh, seats. So it's tough to get to because they're keeping, you know, fans and people away from that area. Right. And that's just kind of his role. And then when people come to him, it'll be cordial. I remember like when, uh, Rick Barnes came to say hi to him. They gave a great hug. I mean, you just get to see stuff like that. That's kind of interesting. You know, him reuniting with his old college coach. And then Chris Paul walks in. <laughs> Chris Paul doesn't have anyone with him except his three young boys. I think it's three. But he's got his young whippersnappers with him. He's like jawing around, talking to everyone, slapping five. His boys run havoc in the gym. Every time the whistle blows, there's a timeout or a halftime or a quarter, end of a quarter. Man, they're, get, they're getting work in. <laughs> Those kids are like, they're either fighting for the game basketball or bringing their own balls. This would never be allowed, of course. They really monitor the PGM because it's just such tight quarters and so many people. And, you, you know, you do have a celebrity presence. But, I mean, no referee is going to tell Chris Paul's kid he can't have the basketball, you know, <laughs> during a timeout. So that's kind of fun. to It's fun to watch how Chris Paul dominates the environment and the atmosphere there. And, like, there are no rules for me and my boys. Uh, kind of like how he plays basketball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's that, it's that same type, type of vibe. And then, you know, then Kevin's all shy and got bodyguards. I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to be a Kevin Durant hater, uh, but obviously I was digging the Chris Paul stuff, you know, because I've had little kids. They're old now. Um, and I was the son of a coach who got to do whatever I wanted to do at halftime or whatever because it's our court. And so I, I always – I mean, I loved it when Chris Paul showed up with his kids. That That was always fun for me. As we get ready for an NBA playoffs – hosted in a bubble in Walt Disney, and people are talking about you know families of the NBA players coming in and having players watch the other games because they're all going to be in the same place. It, it reminds me kind of of the videos we're seeing of Peach Jam and of, of the atmosphere Jerry and Evan are describing because these tight quarters and you've got people on the sidelines, all these videos have Chris Paul reacting to stuff. You know, his team, CP3 Elite, is often among the finalists at Peach Jam. And it's just cool to see not only the players, not only the families, and not only the locals, but 
basketball celebrities who are there all the time. And it becomes this big old event that provides memories for the attendees that you wouldn't even expect. You know, like Jerry and Evan both honed in on a very surprising uh, element of the media experience. And I'll let them take it from here. And it has by far the best uh, hospitality room for coaches and the media. And and maybe we were going to get there. But, you know, the thing about Peach Jam, if you ask like college coaches and media about the place, it's not only the uh, the gym, uh, but they also have this like hospitality room where they're making like pimento cheese sandwiches. And I'm not joking, Tony, the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich I've ever had routinely. And I, I asked them what the secret to their peanut butter jelly sandwiches are. And it's, you know, this is something to take note of. And I've done it since is they mix the peanut butter and the jelly together before they put it on the sandwich. So keep that in your back of your pocket. Jerry also mentioned some restaurant around there. And it really feels like Peach Jam is the type of event that engenders special memories, you know, even from banal things like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Who knows for sure if Evan's peanut butter and jelly sandwich theory is true that Peach Jam has the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the world. I'm probably inclined to chalk that up to the fact that he just has really solid memories. And Evan, if you're listening, at me, please. You know, Jerry, before we were recording, kind of described the Peach Jam atmosphere as as the place to be in town. On that Saturday night, all the teenagers are there. It's as if they're going to the mall, but they're just going to Peach Jam. And of course, at any event with this kind of scale, with this magnitude, with the Nike uh, brand everywhere, with all these all-star, future all-stars coming around with coaches who have been doing this forever and D1 college coaches coming there to scout, there are a handful of people, the people running the event, for whom maybe the memories are slightly different from the rose-tinted windows that Jerry and Evan remembered the event through. The doors are tough. I mean, there's like two doors to get in some of these gyms on one side, two on the other. They only let like literally just, you know, double doors. And they only let the coaches get to that one side, you know, because you, you got to keep them separated, that type of ideas and no infractions like anything would happen. I mean, then fractions are happening in the bars and hotels and everything after the game. It's, it's kind of dumb. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just like it's a fire hazard. I mean, there, there have been times where the, the fire department has kicked people out and they have, so they, they won't let fans come in until one game ends. And then they try, they have to manage fans leaving going. So they have a lot of work, uh, the Nike PR, you know, people dealing with the media a little bit, but you know, probably the toughest really work thing are the, are the two people I mentioned, the, uh, crowd management and then the Nike representative for each court that has to keep the coaches in line and keep them from like getting kicked out of games because <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> I've seen some fun stuff there because they don't want anyone kicked out of the game and a ref might normally kick a coach out. You follow under normal circumstances. So you always have this Nike representative like in between the two of them, like talking to the ref, like, come on, don't, don't, don't give them that second technical. I'm going to get, I'm going to calm them down. <laughs> And that, that, that's always funny to watch. You know, for all the, the excitement around the event and the spectacle of the event, 
we haven't even talked about basketball really. And so on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about, you know, the quality of basketball, the quality of games that you see at Peach Jam. And then Jerry and Evan are going to get into, you know, the disappointment, you know, Peach Jam being canceled and who's missing out and, you know, who, who are the big losers of this? Because it's a huge opportunity for a whole bunch of high school kids and aspiring college athletes. So we're going to get into that right after the break. All right, and we're back, 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show, and we're talking about Peach Gem. I'm your host, Tani Levitt, and we got conversations with Evan Daniels and Jerry Meyer talking about Peach Gem, its history, what makes Peach Gem special. And on the front half of the episode, we kind of dove into Peach Gem, the event, Peach Gem, the spectacle, Peach Gem as a cultural moment for the basketball community. And it really is all that and a slice of bread, maybe even with some pre-mixed peanut butter and jelly. We'll have to talk to Evan about that. But the truth is that none of the spectacle, none of the event would be possible without the basketball. I mean, that goes without saying. You know that. I know that. And for all the hyperbole, it really lives up to the billing. The, the college coaches, uh, the media, uh, evaluators, they all want to see these guys going head to head. And I, I think what makes Peach Jam cool is it's not only the best players, but you've got this atmosphere uh, in a small gym uh, where it is packed. I mean, you are on top of each other in this gym and it gets really loud and, and they're fighting for something. They're playing for something. There's too many times in AAU basketball where, uh, where I've been at games where, where kids aren't really competing um, at a high level. But Nike Peach Jam, those guys compete, they play hard, they, they want to win, and it's a culmination of that league. And we welcome you courtside. Ted Emmerich along with ESPN's National Director of Recruiting, Paul Biancardi. Adam Finkelstein will join us here in just a bit. Well, we know a lot of changes. It's rare that a high school game will be at a high enough level that it's worth televising it on national TV, but the finals of Peach Jam, that's aired on ESPN. And Jerry told me that it's not just that there's talent on the floor. You know, there's talent on the floor in most AAU games, but the uniqueness of Peach Jam is that this is a collection of people who are working as team. This is team basketball with a tremendous amount of talent. I don't think many players at that point are playing for their ranking or playing for their rep. Now, don't get me wrong, that happens throughout the spring and the summer, but Peach Jam's different. <laughs> That's part of the difference of the Peach Jam. Your most selfish player sublimates himself to the big picture and the team and wants to win, if you get what I'm saying. Like, I've never seen anyone act a fool. I don't think. I'm trying to think hard. But, you know, I'll always, every tournament, even USA basketball, I'll see meltdowns. You know, where players will have a, you know, a meltdown, maybe a lot justified, but, you know, a lot of it's out of narcissism and selfishness and stuff didn't go their way. And, man, I don't think I've ever seen that at the PGM. I mean, it is so about the team. And that's kind of ironic because everyone wants to make fun of it, not make fun, but malign AU basketball. It's no coaching. It's, you know, no team ball, it's all selfish. Well, you go to a peach jam, <laughs> you'll you'll see the other side of the spectrum. And for a scout, that kind of team play is a dream, especially among these best players. You know, Jerry has told me off the air many times that sometimes it's hard to to grade out talent when they're playing against guys who just aren't on their level. When you have a guy who's most likely going to the NBA playing against guys whose career is likely going to 
peak out in high school like mine did, it's not really easy to see how this kid is going to fare in a team situation, in the high stakes, and that's exactly what Peach Jam is. I mean, it's hard to go win Peach Jam with just one guy. You you got to be pretty loaded to, to win Peach Jam. Usually the you know, some of the teams that have had a lot of success as of late, the Oakland Soldiers, Mocan Elite, Team Takeover, they've got teams full of high major players. And and the truth is, is every team in, in Peach Jam uh, is usually going to have, I mean, most will have 10 Division One players, um, but at the least, at least seven, eight. And I have a good example of what Evan's just talking about. Back in 2010, Chicago's Mean Streets had a young guy named Anthony Davis who would have an amazing peach jam and go on to be the number one prospect, the number one draft pick, and now a top 10 player in the NBA. And Mean Streets wasn't able to win the championship, which just goes to show that it really is true. You need multiple stars to really compete at the highest level at peach jam. That's the level of talent there. But from Anthony Davis's perspective, you know, the Mean Street loss, I'm sure, hurt a lot. But he was able to leave a, an enormous impression on both the coaches and scouts who were in attendance at Peach Jam. I want to tell you a story about um, Anthony Davis. And we all know who Anthony Davis is now. He's one of the best players in the NBA. But Anthony Davis had a really unique rise to stardom uh, in high school. And in fact, I, I had never heard uh, of Anthony Davis until uh, April of his final summer. And, and obviously, uh, he had a big growth spurt um, right before that summer. And I, I think he was at that time, like, pushing 6'9". And he had grown 6, 7 inches over the, you know, the previous 12 to 18 months. So I get a phone call or a message. I got a message from a guy named Dan Potterman who, who used to cover um, the Chicago scene pretty heavy. I think he sent me a message on Facebook. And he was like, hey, bro, you need to go check this kid out. He's going to blow up. So I did a little research. I was like, oh, this kid looks pretty good. So I, I saw him at um, an event in early June. And, uh, or no, it was, it was late May. I saw him. And I was, I don't want to say blown away, but like really intrigued. Clearly a high major prospect. What appeared to be a late bloomer going in a great direction. You know, thinking top 100 level player. I see him two or three weeks later at uh, a camp, Pangos All-American camp. And I remember watching, I was like, oh, you know, this kid's kind of soft. Like, yes, he's talented, but like, he's not physical. Uh, he doesn't, he didn't play hard. He's kind of soft. So I was a little down. On it. And I'm still talking to the um, Dan about him and, and kind of going back and forth, but I, it was clear he was a top 100 player. And then a month later, I watch him at, Nike Peach Jam. And at that time, I was working at scout.com uh, and I was working with Dave Tellup. And, and Dave, was, um, Dave was in charge of the rankings. And um, so the, the, the second day, the second day of Peach Jam is the morning session. So the way Peach Jam is set up is there's a, a morning session and an evening session every day. And I went and watched Anthony Davis in the morning session. And I walked away from the game. I mean, he did everything. He was blocking shots. He was finishing around the basket. He was using his length. He was running the floor. He showed great hands. I left the game saying to myself, he's the number one player in the country. And I remember walking out of the gym with Dave Tellup, who, who now works for the uh, San Antonio Spurs in their front office. And I said, Dave, I think he's the number one player in the country. You need to go watch him tonight. So he goes and watches him that night. And 
we're walking out of the gym or we're at dinner. I don't remember which. And, you know, he just said, you're right. I think this dude's the number one player in the country. And we never debated it, discussed it, argued about it. Again, it was evident that that dude was the best player and the best prospect in the country uh, on that day at Nike Peach Jam. And uh, it's turned out pretty well. I have to say, this this is probably my favorite part about the whole AAU circuit and Peach Jam too. I love the idea of a guy, relative unknown, going into a tournament with a mindset that I'm going to do my very best for the team. I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and show them that I'm a good player. And coming home from that tournament, not only with a good tournament team wise, but having made a nice impression on coaches and maybe even having a mid major or a high major offer uh, along with your experience at Peach Gem. That story really resonates with me, and I imagine with you too. The idea that if you work really hard and show your best, you're going to be recognized is something we all hope for. Isn't the only example. Jerry says that this phenomenon has been going on even longer than Evan has been in the game. Uh, Nick Calathis and Chandler Parsons back in the day. Um, that, that was really early for me. Possibly my first feature jam. Possibly. And Chandler Parsons did not have a name really of any sort coming into that tournament. And he put up monster numbers, averaged around like 30 a game. Uh, he put himself on the map um, at that tournament. Like, I mean, really, really put himself on the map. Uh, but him and Nick were a great combo in a very, very, very similar way to Trey Young and Michael Porter Jr. You know, like all four games are kind of similar. And, you know, not totally alike there was a very commonality between that and then you know you you brought this up what you said you know a player might come to the tournament and say he's a fringe ranked player and then he plays well you know in so many words plays well ends up in the big east well that's the story of jeremy lamb i don't know if you remember that player but ended up at uconn he was like this ain't a chandler parsons thing i mean people knew chandler parsons name they just thought he's kind of soft and can shoot and really ain't, you know, like maybe we should rank him at the end of the ranking, you know, like he was that type guy. And then it was like, man, should it be a five-star? And is he better than Nick <laughs> by the time the tournament ended? Jeremy Lamb, no one even knew who he was. I mean, I don't even think he, he might not have even played varsity uh, basketball because he was at a great high school, if I'm not mistaken, Norcross, but somewhere, you know, in that northern part of um, Atlanta. In, in Northeast, he went off and he straight up went from nothing to going to UConn. He's, as far as like asking guys who went from nothing to something uh, via the Peach Jam, uh, he would definitely be the first guy to pop in my head. So I asked Jerry, you know, what does it mean when a guy goes off? How good did Jeremy Lamb have to play to get that kind of recognition, to go from nobody to being recruited by Jim Calhoun in Connecticut and other storied programs across the country? Oh, he, he was the rage. I mean, he, and you know, he played, he played over his head. He, I mean, Jeremy Lamb was still a very good player, <laughs> but he was out of his head at the Peach Jam and so out of his head, like like virtually about every team in the country offered him. What's nice about Peach Jam is that all the people who offered Jeremy Lamb probably were there and saw him in person. You know, it's not like word got around. 
that's where coaches go during the summer. Check out this list of who's who from the coaching world that attended last year's Peach Gym in 2019. John Calipari checking out some of the top stars in the high school game, including Jalen Green on the floor today. Coach K, the legend. Roy Williams, his counterpart at North Carolina. Tom Izzo, Jim Beheim. And that, of course, brings us to 2020. The board of directors of the Chilton County Chamber of Commerce has announced that the Peach Jam Jubilee, originally scheduled for June 27, 2020, has been canceled because of the COVID-19 pandemic. There will be no Anthony Davis this year. There will be no Jeremy Lamb, no Chandler Parsons, no Kareem Manye like last year. And that's, that's just a tremendous disappointment for basketball fans, but especially rising seniors in the class of 2021. You know, th- th- we have a whole uh, class of players that are missing out on that opportunity to compete at such a high level. Um, their spring sophomore year, and it's just so much fun. It's so much exciting. You know, it's the real deal. And I feel bad for them. There's a lot of kids that that are losing out. Like, think about this: if um, if the schedule for this year was the year Anthony Davis blew up, would he have ever ended up at Kentucky? Probably not, because they probably still hadn't heard of him. Um, so, th- what's going on this year? Uh, obviously, it's very serious, and uh, I totally understand um, why everything has been canceled slash delayed. Um, but it's going to significantly hurt the kids that hadn't blown up yet. It's going to hurt the the late bloomers. They're not going to get seen um, in June, in July, and uh, it, it's going to uh, make um, it's going to make it's going to make guys make tough decisions because there's going to be some really good players um, that maybe have just low and and mid-major offers, but they're high major prospects and they're going to have to either take one of those offers or they're going to have to wait out the high school season and, and hope one of those schools sees them. Um, It's going to be a really unique year. And and Tony, I think we're going to look back a couple of years from now and see that a bunch of dudes flew below the radar uh, because there was no summer. And every year, Every summer, uh, every spring, uh, there's a number of guys that emerge. You know, last year, Kareem Manier went from uh, unranked, had never heard of, uh, to top 30 player in the country. I remember one year, Jeremy Lamb uh, emerged at Peach Jam and, and, and ended up being a, a really good player prospect. Um, every year, there's guys, whether that be at Peach Jam, whether that be on the Adidas circuit or Under Armour circuit or any of the other uh, AAU tournament. So it, it's going to, it's going to hurt a lot of kids, uh, from an opportunity standpoint across the board, but it's also going to provide those low and mid-major college coaches an opportunity to steal a player or two, uh, that maybe they wouldn't have normally got gotten. And it's going to help the coaches that built strong early relationships, uh, with kids, um, that maybe were above their level and maybe they're going to have a chance to go get those guys this year. Jerry and Evan are going to be at Peach Gem next year, and I really hope I will be in attendance too. But the opportunity for the three of us to go as media members will continue year after year. And for the rising seniors in the class of 2021, that opportunity is over, and it's just a tremendous disappointment. And I guess for now, all we can do is sit back and count down until next summer. I know that's what they're doing down in Georgia. It's that time again. Only two weeks left. It's 
time to show up. Are you elite? This is the Nike EYBL, and this is the circuit. Thanks so much to Jerry and Evan for hopping on the phone with me to do this episode. Like I said at the top, this is a new format for us on The Basketball Show. It was really fun to make, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you do like it, hit us up on Twitter at 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show or at Hate It or Love It. That's my personal account. Or if you really want to get involved, hit us up with a five-star review and let me know what you thought of this new format in the comments. I took things from different places to make today's episode possible. Music is ours, Jerry's voice, Evan's voice, those belong to them, and mine to me. If it sounded like a promotional ad for Nike and EYBL, that's probably because it is. 24-7 Sports is not affiliated with EYBL or Nike at all. That's going to do it for today's episode of the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. For those of you who are relatively new, this might be your first, second, or even third time listening. I hope you take the time to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you get it right when these episodes come out. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, I'm your host, Tani Levitt, and we'll see you next time on the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show.